Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. Everybody, welcome in to Underground Sports Philadelphia. It's episode number 410. KB and Matt coming at you from Underground Studios. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, number 25's infamous return on the horizon. Carson Wentz is back in the NFC East. Uh, we've got another week of baseball canceled. Just right, you know, just as we started uh, getting ready to record this episode. That comes out from Bob Nightingale. And, uh, of course, Buffs and Snuffs, Survivor is back. Season 42 kicks off tonight, where Matt and I will just go through with our Survivor segment at the end of the show. So if you're a Survivor fan, stick around. Plus, March Madness on the horizon. Shout out to Jameer Nelson, uh, his son, doing the damn thing with Delaware last night to send the Blue Hens to the tournament. But uh, before we get started, make sure you guys are following us on the socials at Underground PHI, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Castorina. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Check out the website, UndergroundSportsPhiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. We got the first installment of Top Bins TV coming at you probably by Friday uh, as Dom took in the, uh, the sights and sounds of AC Milan getting a big win uh, at the cafe. We got Top Bins TV coming at you later this week. So subscribe to the YouTube channel so you don't miss any of that fun content there. And of course, twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI to watch every Wednesday night show live uh, to watch me and Matt just go absolutely hilarious on our favorite teams. Big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen. Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21, Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And, of course, Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. You guys can go to TomahawkShades.com and use code USP at checkout for 25% off your entire order at TomahawkShades.com. And the boys over at Kenwood Beer, nothing better to enjoy a little March Madness than with an ice-cold Kenny in hand. Go to KenwoodBeer.com and use the Kenny Tracker to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. you got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. What's going on, Matt? Living the dream, you know? We've got some of the biggest and most sad former <laughs> athletes to come through to the city of Philadelphia. We'll start with number 25. His return on the horizon. James Harden's first matchup against the Nets also on the horizon. Uh, and let's just put this out there. If you're going to the game tomorrow... Be nothing but cordial. Give <laughs> give Benjamin Simmons a standing ovation, if you will. Because if you act a fool, that slimeball Rich Paul <laughs> is going to use it in the defamation lawsuit or whatever it may be 
his uh, their their gripe with the league to get Ben Simmons' money back. Bow down to him. Yeah, I think you're. Um, I think you're. Everyone is gonna get a card when they walk in, and it's like being <laughs> read your Miranda rights. But instead, it's like any boo you make, cannon will be used to get compensation for Ben Simmons. He wants his twenty million dollars back. Yeah, they they filed a grievance ahead of time, knowing that Ben is gonna get booed, and that that is gonna be proof that um you know it's like some kind of hostile work environment or that uh you know he was how could you possibly expect anyone to be able to to mentally play and perform under these circumstances? What's strange to me is like we are in the same division as the Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. This isn't like a, you know, you have to play them once a year situation and like every other year's in Philly. You're going to have to be in Philly a lot yeah. <laughs> for the next few years. And it just feels, it's never going to go away. And it's, I don't think it's ever going to get easier. No. Uh, the first time is obviously going to be the worst. It's going to be the worst booing. It's going to be the worst heckling because it's still obviously very fresh. But um, by delaying it, I don't know that you're saving yourself. And these two teams, by the way, can meet in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Where In Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, where you're going to have to play. <laughs> like, you can't duck out of that. I'm slowly beginning to think he's not playing this year. Uh, I think he'll play this year. I think, I think they have to... I do think he didn't keep himself in shape. And we had wondered that his, this entire time about, like, what kind of shape is he even in? Um, because we haven't heard anything about mm-hmm. him in terms of really training. And he's hasn't, I, he hasn't obviously been a dutiful person when it comes to improving his game or, or whatever. So, um, I do believe part of it is he genuinely probably isn't in shape. They they are going along with like his back injury thing, which was what he original fake injury was uh, to try and get out of playing for the Sixers back in September October. Um, I think that they're just like sowing the seeds so that they can actually see, like it would look way too suspicious if he's like immediately back to playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there has to be some kind of warming up period, but yeah, it is also you know you're almost mid March <laughs> and he has not featured, and that trade happened a month ago, <laughs> like at this point, and he still has not played a game, and that has to concern the Nets a little bit. But yeah, I, I don't get the idea of like showing up just to sit on the bench. What, no. what you think that's going to do for you. I'll also say this, though. This is the exact type of game that the Sixers lose by, like, 25. Yeah, I saw everybody <laughs> on Twitter last night was like, we need a generic bell ringer tomorrow. Yeah. Nothing over the top. Bring out, like, former Mayor Michael Nutter or something. <laughs> Butch like Butch from Manny Unk. <laughs> like, anyway, like, literally just any plain person. They get the... Um, the the IBW guy who tried getting uh, Manny Machado. Get him to ring the bell. <laughs> Yeah, I think Ben Simmons anyone. is just on the anti-Kyrie Irving plan where he's just not going to play on the road, but he'll play at home. Yeah. I um I just I don't get the idea of uh, of of ducking it. I think it's it's probably better to just get it out of the way. Like most things that cause anxiety. It's probably just to, to just do it because yeah. the longer you put it off, the the worse it's going to be. Um and this is a guy that has not performed perfectly well <laughs> under high pressure situations or when it's loud and uh and vicious because we've seen like as Sixers fans we've seen this guy in the playoffs when it gets when the intensity goes up and the crowd knows how to get in people's heads Ben Simmons has been a victim of that uh more than a few times so um I don't know I'm 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 just surprised that he's yeah still hasn't played and that also 
<laughs> it's just like the, the refusal to even like acknowledge how insane this all is yeah. too I, I think is just crazy the guy's planning a preemptive like formal complaint about something that hasn't happened yet everything about this has been premeditated In, it's insane i'm just looking at uh average ticket prices for tomorrow night's game can you take a guess at where we are per ticket uh, I, I think just to get in the building, you're probably gonna have to pay like 400 bucks. The current price on an unnamed ticket, uh, selling website, uh, for just kind of like basically the Wells Fargo Center's standing room only, is $171 per ticket plus fees. 400 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think with fees usually it's like an extra like 50. Yeah. 250 essentially to go like to stand. See. I don't know. I don't know about that. To sit is probably like four hundred in yeah. nosebleeds. The uh, the nosebleeds that I saw, I think it was two fifty, which are not bad seats. Yeah. By the way, there's no bad seat <laughs> like at all. Take it. Um. Yeah, I would not personally spend no. that kind of money on a regular season game. But if you are like, going, if there's like a LeBron farewell tour, maybe. Yeah. You know, like something historic, but like, you know, if Ben was actually playing, then you start. Then to think you're about talk. It. Then you start to think about it. But those prices are also double if Ben is actually playing. Right. And if he's, you know, he's there, don't waste your money going there and then waste more money by doing something stupid. Don't be the fan that gets, you know, Philadelphia thrown on SportsCenter, yeah. throwing something at Ben Simmons. Be kind. Be cordial. Clap a little. Enjoy the seven-minute loop of him passing up the dunk. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they're going to do any kind of um Doc Rivers said he video. thinks that there should be a tribute video, which... I don't take many things that Doc Rivers says to heart, but I think if they do it, it should be everyone in one. You know what I mean? Like yeah. one for Seth, Drummond, Drummond, and Ben, all in like one minute and a half clip. I don't. You, yeah, you can't do a full single. And it sucks because Seth and Drummond will get booed, and like they don't deserve that. I think it, this is still one of my favorite Philly sports memories ever. I went to Flyers game once a while ago at this point, but um, you know during intermission. You know they play like you know like commercials and mm -hmm. stuff or whatever on the on the jumbotron, and <laughs> it was like, you know, like the sports leagues partner with you know like X league against cancer, right? So it was like yeah. NHL stands up to cancer or something like that. And it was like it was like pediatric cancer, and it was like you know obviously like these kids talking about like how hard it's it is going through chemo, but how you know staying at whatever hospital like mm -hmm. really you know the doctors are so great and like they have a great support team. And Sidney Crosby oh, no. is, like, featured. Which, by the way, know your audience, number Come one. But on. Sidney Crosby's That's in the so video. And people, and people are just mercilessly booing this Good video. Grief. It's these poor kids who have cancer. <laughs> but just because Sidney Crosby was, like, <laughs> like talking for maybe 17 oh seconds. And was, like, meeting one of the kids. It was just merciless booing. That's terrible. It is. But you know what? The commitment to the so Flyers is why we love it. And I think that is um that's that's the best angle I can give. So if the kids with cancer are getting booed, I'm sorry to say that Seth Curry and Andre Drummond will also yeah. be collateral damage. Unless if, when they're showed, like it'll be like, you know, the episode of SpongeBob when Squidward puts his arm outside <laughs> the curtain and then Spongebob does. Whenever Drummond and Seth do, it'll be Spongebob's arm and Ben Simmons, it's it's Squidward. Yeah, I'm. I'm wondering if even the sports books will put like, um, you know, they have the national anthem. How long it's going to be? Oh, it's yeah. like how long is the booing going to last? I wonder if our pals over at Pickup, which you guys can go to playpickup.com, 
and start playing the hottest headlines in sports have anything with uh with Ben Simmons props up on their portal. Let's see. Uh pieces of of gum chewed <laughs> during game. Uh over under how many shots does he take in warm-ups? Does, does he come out, you know? Well, we do like have a, a will Ben will the 76ers play a ben, ben Simmons tribute video. I don't really I don't think they'll play a specifically Ben Simmons tribute video, but I would be surprised if there's not some sort of like hey, you know, you were with us for a very long time, we drafted you. And here's also Seth Curry and Andre Drummond in the same video. Yeah, um, would be would be my. Uh, that would be the smart thing to do to kind of just put it all in one. I think yeah, get it, it done and over with. All and... of the emotions of the last like seven months aside, you know he was like a, a figure, a, a big piece of the Sixers for four years, and I think it's not unreasonable to want to you know like hey, you played for us for a while. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> This is the the Dwight Schrute, it is your birthday <laughs> banner. Um, you were a sixer once. <laughs> Congrats. No, just you were a sixer once. <laughs> the uh, the other sixers news, other than that they're just phenomenal when James Harden's in the lineup, uh, is the, the evolution of the Bradley Beal rumor. Yeah. Which has gone from... Yeah, I've heard, you know, Bradley Beal might be, you know, on the Sixers radar. Then it was Bill Simmons talking about how Joel Embiid allegedly wanted Bradley Beal over James Harden, which could have fooled me there. Uh, and then <laughs> I think the only time I'll ever trust a Republican is Andrew Bogut saying, yeah, Bradley Beal wants out of Washington and wants to team up with James Harden and Joel Embiid. That would be great. Uh, how would Washington like... Since it seems like they're that entire city, sports wise <laughs> especially, is into making very bad trades, we will give you one lightly used Tobias Harris. Call it a deal. And we'll just swap him straight up. Take How's it. that sound? Let's lock it in before we have any more time to think Let's about it. Let's call that. it a deal. Yeah, I'd welcome Bradley Beal in the Sixers. Where do you think how do you think he would fit in with uh, the just the dynamic of Harden and would he play small I'm just not familiar with three this. Stupidly talented well, guards yeah. with Joel Embiid, and you just worry about the rest. <laughs> there, <laughs> like, would he? Like, it's, if, the, it's like the it's like college basketball almost. Where like college basketball, like an elite college basketball team. If you can tell, I've been prepping for March oh, Madness. Yes. Which <laughs> go to our pin tweet. Join Underground Madness brackets live. The best college basketball teams have like three top tier guards, and then yeah. like just one like decently skilled like big man and like that's it but it'd be a similar type of uh situation with the if Sixers. we're talking like positioned basketball would he be like the three yeah he kind of he would he would probably end up playing the three kind of like but, a Jimmy um, butler type yeah it, it would be interesting to see like in that situation who you're like <laughs> are you playing them matisse and Embiid? like <laughs> just what an insane lineup that is um yeah i mean you've already seen just with harden you know within this mm. lineup how dramatically better this offense is um we've never had an offense like this no ever <laughs> i would say it's insane. and uh it's it's so strange because the sixers uh, like have been plagued over the last few years with like not having this type of efficient offense with this type of like high ceiling offense it's, it's just never been something that we've had uh the closest we ever got was like with jimmy butler and mm -hmm. that was not like an outrageous like mind-melting offense that was just like hey we could like 
get score. We could we could score like a regular you know playoff team. Mm-hmm. That was it. Like we were just another kind of playoff team. Like this, the way the Sixers are, are scoring when you have Harden and Beat on the floor is like, oh, this is like the best duo in the NBA. Mm-hmm. That's cool. <laughs> like that's good to have. That feels really nice actually, and it's not a feeling that we've ever had before. So and it's unreal. Like we we've joked and we're also somewhat serious about like getting rid of Tobias Harris. Um, but like. It's wild to sh- to just see like his deficiencies are so glaring now that James Harden's here. Yeah, because he has an unwillingness to shoot, and I I almost wonder slow. if like James Harden can like push him in a at least neutral direction. Um, yeah, because yeah, you know, Harden's even come out and said in like post game interviews that like you know he's got to take that shot. You know, while he's like, running up the steps, he'll, like dribble, you know, f- from inside like from the three-point line to inside to take this, like, mm-hmm. awful shot. And um, I think so much with Tobias this year is just, like, rhythm and confidence. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's very obvious. Like, I think, you know, and this has been a subject, obviously, with, like, Westbrook, right, where it's, like, people have been really negative towards him, and I think that has that can affect you as a player. And, um, I do wonder if, like, some of the stuff with Tobias has – I mean, we've we've all seen him like muttering under his breath and stuff about you know don't don't cheer for fucking me clap yeah like all that kind of stuff. I do think like some of that has affected him. I think some of that has affected his confidence, and that's where you see that. And he's always been like a Tobias is like the the perfect if his first shot goes in, it's gonna probably be a, a better night mm-hmm. for him type of player. Like he just he just needs I think that like feel of the game, and yeah. it needs to be going well for him. And that's just not great, though, because in playoff basketball, things are usually not going good for you. Like, it's usually, like, you're always having to work from, you know, a, a, a bad spot or, or having to work on, like, high pressure. Um, so, yeah, I just – I hope maybe Harden can get, like, the best possible version of this version of Tobias mm-hmm. uh, out of him. Um, we'll see. You know, there's still, you know, a few weeks of the, the regular season left before you get into to playoff. Until shit gets real, as Harden once said. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, Tobias has just been – flat out bad this year and that's that sucks uh on multiple levels so we all know the traditional big four sports and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons but what if i told you the fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football baseball basketball or hockey come join me Don Ponteri and Harrison Kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Luckily, he's our fourth best (laughs) player. Because uh, Tyrese Maxey is just the second coming of Jesus Christ. Absolutely, he's uh, he's my savior. So it's unreal, like just how Harden being here, and I, I forget who I heard talk about this, but like it's just like Maxey being able to watch what Harden does and practice every day has made him better. Yeah, and I think Maxey too. Like we've known that he was going to be someone that actually put in the work and the time. So. And and here he is. Like he, he was talking about how if I can just get one percent better every day, and we I think at at the time of that quote said what a complete like reversal that yeah. is from it was Ben Simmons' a year attitude, ago today, like, where Ben Simmons said I am who I am. It was and April twenty twenty one. He said that Tyrus Maxey is, is saying you know if I can just get a little better every day. He it's like his growth coming into this year's. I mean, 
I don't know what I expected of him coming in this season because we we didn't get Maxi until like January, February last mm-hmm. year. We started seeing him a little more heavy minutes, and then we saw like some flashes in the playoffs, right? Where it was like, wow, okay, like he can save that game against can, the Hawks. He can already play in a playoff series, like as a rookie, and as again, I yeah, I I feel like we've like f- memory hold the fact that last year's season was so bad in a lot of ways, but um, one of the ways was that. You know, the rookies only had like a month before they were not like, rookies. Normally rookies, you know, they're getting drafted in June and right. are playing, you know, they have two months of like physical conditioning and then they have a whole month of like training camp and then they have some preseason, like they have summer league. Like you didn't have that. <laughs> and he had what, a month of college basketball? Yeah. Like, he, you know, they the, the rookies from last year, I think, had the most adverse conditions to have possibly entered the league in. And uh, yeah, Maxi has blossomed through all of that. He's he's the desert rose, right? Like he just, despite what what sand and rocks have been built around him, he's like just still grown through it all, and that's impressive. Yeah, and he just continues to get better at a, a clip that like I don't think we've seen the progression of a player in a Sixers uniform from year to year the way we've seen from Maxi's rookie year to this year. Because typically, you also have like that sophomore slump. But like you said, with the rookies last year not having the the normal rookie schedule that you would have coming into the NBA, I think this is really like the opportunity Maxie's gotten to just elevate his game. He's worked on his game, gotten that quote-unquote 1% better, and he's got two future Hall of Famers around him as well. Yeah, he's been... Um... He's been great. I, th- I think the only player in recent history is Embiid. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, you know, Embiid took these like massive leaps every time you saw him. And um, yeah, Maxi though, like more linear because Embiid obviously had some, some injuries mm-hmm. in between there and stuff. But, you know, yeah, Maxi is like just unbelievable. And um, <laughs> damn it, I'm, I'm so glad that we we still have him through all of this. It's It's really something special because he's... He's about as untouchable as I think you can mm-hmm. like when you consider just how good he is already certainly projects to be a player that improves further and he's on like a rookie deal still like that's yeah. just for a, a a team that is in the situation with the Sixers are where they're trying to win a championship in the next two years Maxi being as good as he is and on the contract that he is is just like indispensable unbelievable it's just it's just unreal uh so we talked, I think last week we, we said the, the backup big man silent tournament had commenced, uh, and it seems like there's another silent tournament with the next like wing player off the bench behind the minivan. Who Hold has... on, I'm sorry. I just saw a really funny tweet today. Uh, Kendall Jenner should ring the bell tomorrow night. <laughs> How? This is no disrespect. We might have to put this on pickup. How many photos do you think Alex Supers is going to take of Ben Simmons on the on the bench? Oof. How many we'll end up seeing? Like zero. One, maybe. <laughs> uh, how many? And it'll be like not from Alex Supers. It'll be him with Ben. Like, oh, good to see you. How many we that are actually taken? Like ninety-eight. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. Had to get that one out there because Supers followed Ben Simmons everywhere. Um. The, the the silent tournament behind George Niang though, who has quickly become the most reliable, you know, wing player on this team. 
He's not afraid to shoot. No, <laughs> that's the thing. Did you hear what he said on the Mark Farze, on the the Farzi show this morning? Is this about Ben? Yeah, uh, yeah, I did see where I did he said he's going to trash talk a little bit. I I heard him say, okay, so here's Kyle Newbeck's, um, like a, essentially like an excerpt from uh, from a, a conversation he had with him. I'm going to try he so Kyle Newbeck asked him if there's a level of dislike for Simmons in the locker room beyond normal competitive basketball stuff or if they feel it's just let bygones be got bygone situation here was his answer I'm going to try to answer this the best way I can it is what it is we have who we have in this locker room but I think we're happy with who we have in this locker room I'm just going to leave it at that it is what it is he knows what he did or what he had to do to get himself right whether that's right wrong or indifferent that's not my place to speak on Obviously, I have my thoughts about Ben, but if he's happy where he's at, then let him be happy. We're happy we have guys in this locker room that want to be here. Pretty, uh... <laughs> I, I, that's about as pulling your punches as you can get while also still throwing a punch. <laughs> that was more politically correct than Danny Green. Absolutely. That's And that's like a guy, too, that um, never really played with Ben. Like, Danny Green at least had a year with him. You know, Niang, like... I walked into the situation and all this was like happening and unfolding um, and probably just had very little actual interaction here. So uh, that's someone who doesn't even have like the personal relationship to fall back on. It's like, all right, like, do you want to be here or not? Yes. I think, you know, without speaking for Niang, but Niang was on the, the Farzi show this morning with Mark Farzetta. And this is just like a, a graphic pull quote from that. Uh, and this is George Niang on Ben Simmons return quote on Thursday. I'll make sure to have Ben Simmons on my list parentheses to trash talk i love it he he has quickly endeared himself uh and it seems like he's enrolled in the bryce harper school of philadelphia fan pandering because everybody like yes the minivan thing like brought a, a few people together but now that he's been playing so well too a lot of people are starting to realize like one he's a very important piece of this team if they want to you know win a championship this year and two he just like fits the the makeup of this roster with his personality. Yeah, he's great, and uh, yeah, he's, he's the kind of role player that you want. Um, <laughs> I wish we had like another Niang. <laughs> he's probably getting all his like microaggressions out of not being able to like shit talk people because he wasn't allowed to in Utah. Yeah, yeah, you're not allowed to curse in Utah. I yeah, don't know if people know that or not, but probably when you know legally not allowed. As everyone around you sips dad their. Gummits. Uh, their 2.7 percent beer <laughs> and waits for their dial up to connect um really. speaking of probably not cursing it's <laughs> another former philadelphia athlete on the move unbelievable mother trucker dude <laughs> <laughs> carson wentz is going to washington is there a funnier person to have lead your rebuild as the commanders than carson wentz is there like a the, is there like a funnier quarterback you could have gotten besides convincing like I don't even know like Rex Grossman to come back, <laughs> Kyle Orton, Kyle Orton. <laughs> I mean, the amount of tweets that I saw today that were pure comedic gold. One being uh, because everyone was like, "Oh, it's Carson the Commander." Everyone was like, "That is the most racist nickname I've ever heard." Uh, Carson wishes that they were still the uh, <laughs> the old name, the former. He's like, "What?" I didn't see what was huh? wrong with that. Well, you're not allowed to say that. There was a tweet that said, uh, "This is the closest Carson Wentz has been to the Capitol since January 6th. 
Yeah, good thing they don't play in DC. Good thing they play so far away. Um, Gotta watch them. And then I also saw that uh, the quarterback meeting room with Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke will just be listening sessions of the Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> no, Joe Rogan's actually too left for them, I think. I think they're the, the One America Network. <laughs> I, I, what I thought was equal parts sad and, and, and funny were the, uh, I almost said Wizards fans, uh, the, the Commanders <laughs> fans. The Washington football team. That's what he does off the field. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the copium. <laughs> oh, yeah. About how Wentz had, like, whatever. He had, like, like top 10 in uh, QBR or something last year, which can't be true, by the way. Um, it was like Ben Simmons' Summer League highlights that the Nets fans are tweeting. He had one of the worst last games that you could possibly have. Like, yeah. Two games that they had a ninety nine point nine percent chance to make shit his pants on the way out, and they're like, "Oh, this is actually good." <laughs> We're like two and a half months for, removed from this guy yeah. losing to the Jaguars, <laughs> like in the clown game, where all the Jaguars fans showed up with like clown to, shirts, to, and all they had to do is beat the Jaguars, who just got in. boat raced like fifty five point loss to the Patriots the week before. All they had to do was beat this team to make the playoffs and keep their pick, by the way. Yeah. Or at least have it not, you know. Well, that awful. conveyed that conveyed before. Right, but I like now it's like a disaster oh, because yeah. you miss the playoff. Like if you make the playoffs and you don't have your pick, it's like Fine. whatever. You know, we made the playoffs and that was kind of our goal for the year anyway. Uh to have almost near certainty making the playoffs. And then have it taken from you, and you don't have your first-round pick. And now the guy that you traded that first-round pick, you traded again because you realize how bad he is. Which I they got the JV return of I the original I deal. I can't believe that a team is like, yeah, give me that. <laughs> Listen, and Taylor Heineke's not good. No. I You cannot convince me in a million lifetimes that Carson Wentz is better. That he's like an upgrade worth moving for, like moving actual draft capital for. If you like have the choice of signing Carson Wentz in free agency, sure. Like take your shot. Yeah. But like to trade for Carson Wentz. Two thirds and one that can become a second if Carson Wentz plays 70% of the snaps. <laughs> like, I like that the Colts were like. A little 5% decrease. Yeah, they're like 75. That was close. They were sweating it out over there. We're going to make it 70. And then they did a pick swap in the second round of this year's draft. And. Washington is paying the full $28 million contract. Where's the money coming that from? That the Eagles gave to him. Where's the money coming from? What what super PAC fund is paying for Carson Wentz to be in D.C.? And he has a $5 million roster bonus that kicks in next week. Hey, man, you know what? Good for him for chasing the bag. I. They say good things don't happen to good people, and they're right. <laughs> I was floored. It's unreal. It's unreal stuff. This is now, not that we're a Colts podcast, but this is wild that since 2017, the Colts will have a different opening day starter. Colts apparently um, into Jordan Love. And Jimmy G. God almighty. Jimmy G in Indianapolis. That's that's a tough scene. Yeah. A man that handsome should not be suffering through Indiana. That's it. The Yeah, I mean, it's already bad enough. TJ McConnell has to do it. Uh, the the schedule makers have to make week one Sunday night football Washington at Philadelphia. 
Nah, it'll be it'll be. It's always like, it's always Eagles Giants or Eagles. Cowboys. Or put it Monday like, Night you know, Football. Like it's got to be like something prime. Oh yeah, I mean if they were smart, they would. But also, who knows? We'll see how this Ben thing goes. We'll see if we're on like probation. <laughs> because not only is it just he's back in the division, you got Jalen Hurts versus Carson Wentz now. Maybe. Well, they did try trading for Russell Wilson, and he yeah, refused which to waive. His, nobody uh, wanted to believe me when I said Russell Wilson doesn't want to come here. Shocker. Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work. And with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week, and it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. I was floored when I found out about the the Wilson to Broncos trade. It was a lot. The the Wentz thing was like that's stupid. Yeah, it was like comedic. Um, whereas Wilson is like, oh, that that kind of changes the landscape of the NFL at the moment, mm-hmm. right? Like Seahawks bottoming out, and now that's like the toughest division in uh in all of football. It's funny, like Wilson went from like a stacked division. To, to another, like, even more stacked like, division. A, a division that the only other division I think that you could make the case was just as challenging. Yeah, like the both of the West divisions were just hard as shit, and now now you have Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and Russell Wilson and Derek Carr. Yeah, and Derek Carr's like not amazing, but he's certainly like he's no I don't slouch. Know, it's like a it's like above top average half. quarterback. Yeah, like he's in the top half of quarterbacks. That's insane. That he's the he is the, the worst, worst quarterback in that division, and he's like. There's 10 NFL teams right now that would actually kill a person to have Derek yeah. Carr as their quarterback. Washington might be one of them. <laughs> they might have. You don't know what they did to get Carson Wentz on that team. I think the biggest surprise from the Russell Wilson trade was that Denver gave up Noah Fant. Yeah, but they have um, Albert O. I'm not going to try. Albert O. They have so many options, too, though. Like That's that's a team that is They have cap space now, too, even with the Russell Wilson trade. I'd be shocked if they're not trying to go get Zach Ertz. Yeah, well, there's also uh, Von Miller might be returning to them. Which I saw right now, it's at like a 20% chance. He's yeah. he's doing more pandering to try to make it happen. He's got Denver Broncos in his Twitter bio. Um, <laughs> the uh, Cortland Sutton still, Jerry Judy. KJ uh, Hamler should be coming back. Damn. <laughs> Tim, Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick. Javante Williams. Javante Williams. Melvin Gordon is not... Back, right? Do they have an option on him? Uh, I don't I'm know. Not what sure his if he is or not. Is. He might be a free agent, but I'm not 100. That's sure. that's a scary team, and that defense they're is really good. good. Too. You know, what? I'll tell you this too. Everyone gave I don't know their GM's name. They gave him a lot of a lot of heat mm-hmm. for for drafting Patrick Sertan, who was great last year. And well, it's Elway, isn't it? No, Elway stepped down. It's it's oh, a new. Right. They they were like they took him out behind the bar, and they're like, listen, man, you can't do this anymore. You whiffed on Josh Allen. You're not having this. <laughs> you gave us Drew Locke. Which, the Drew Lock video of him. They like, gave, he rapping. gave them like four different Drew Locks. 
him rapping on the sideline, that like famous video of Drew Locke. I need somebody to dub over "Smells Like Teen Spirit" now that he's in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, good for good for him, I guess. Um, yeah, that like, you know, he, he got he got a lot of heat for not picking a quarterback. He said, you know, I felt like we could uh, capitalize on the value of the the cornerback, and we didn't like the quarterbacks are available. Kind of vindicated. Yeah. All you have to do is go out and like spend a ton of money and uh and <laughs> draft capital to get Russell Wilson, but you just had to hope that one of the best and quarterbacks still kept in the that league Rams was available. Pick. Yeah. It's kind of amazing. They did give up a lot though. I was Oh yeah, it's a huge haul, but I mean like if you're a team like the Broncos, yeah, you can at least sell yourself on the idea that that's like the difference it makes sense. Too. Like it doesn't make sense for the Eagles. Exactly. So many people were you know, threw on the the Philadelphia colored blinders when the Harden trade happened, where the Sixers were a James Harden away from being where they are now. Right. The Eagles are not a quarterback away from being a Super Bowl contender. There's still so many holes on this roster that need to be filled in free agency in the draft that trading away those those first-round picks, trading away players and stuff like that to go get a Russell Wilson or you know whoever made zero sense for where the Eagles are right now in their timeline of building back to being a perennial contender. It made no sense to me that people were trying to equate the two. They were no they're nowhere close to each other and I'm totally okay going into the season with Jalen Hurts as the quarterback this coming season. One, he's on the rookie deal still. Right. Two, just capitalize on, you know, the draft picks you have, go sign a wide receiver in free agency that will be out there because a bunch of them got franchise tagged, but I I just never understood the the comparison of, oh, the Sixers went all in and traded for James Harden. The Eagles should do the same. It's not even the same situation. Yeah. And Wilson, too. Like, I think we also memory hold this. He had that, like, mallet finger situation, yeah. which was described at the time as, in many other eras, would have been career-ending. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and he came back in, like, five Early. weeks from that. And he looked bad. And there was just, like, no conversation at all. I was like, huh, I wonder if because his hand is, like, Still sutured up. Right. <laughs> like, he can't squeeze the ball because the stitches will pop. Um, He's a 33-year-old quarterback who just had a hand injury. Yeah. Now, after the Russell Wilson trade happened, Bobby Wagner gets released. Right. Please deliver him here on a silver platter. Another guy who would fit in with James Harden and Joel Embiid. He does not have an agent. Um, but there were also rumors that the Seahawks are looking to trade Tyler Lockett. Now, good friend of the program, John Barchard, also said go trade for DK and right or wrong. Of those two, if Seattle is doing like this big-time fire sale rebuild, which of those receivers would you rather see the Eagles trade for? Uh, Tyler Locker or DK Metcalf? Uh, DK Metcalf, but I mean, you're not. <laughs> you're not getting That's DK somebody Metcalf. I would give up two first-round picks for. You're not getting DK Metcalf. No shot. No shot. Tyler Lockett either. I think they're both, they're both staying. I think Lockett's more likely to get moved if one of the two were yeah there's no i if you're seattle like you'd you'd be foolish to give up dk because you have the next like eight nine years of like elite wide receiver production that's like and you could be competitive in three like it's not inconceivable that the seahawks are good again in like three or four years now they have a lot of other things to do right before then like it's not this isn't overnight you know but you're telling me in like four or five years the seahawks aren't a contending team again
top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawers. Upper 90. You already down. know. You it's more already know. I think that's how it we always went, goes. Like, like, we like, minutes and we were at like Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I am Matt Kessler. And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. Hey, it's Top Ben's time. What's up? We're back. No, no, it's, you know, it's not a guarantee, but I also wouldn't say that that's unlikely. And DK, you keep a DK for that. He fell into your lap mm -hmm. so, like, perfectly. I just, I don't know how you, you move on from that. So how much money would you throw to Allen Robinson in free agency? Because uh, he seems like <laughs> absolutely the zero. only wide receiver of, like, that collective group of free agent wide receivers that's going to hit the open market. Uh, the strictly volunteer service only. <laughs> Allen Robinson is not. I'd give him a one-year deal. Because there's no such thing as a bad one-year deal. That's true, but... Um, like, if you can get him is, on, like, he, the Alshon contract... He wants more than a one-year, which would be funny, because, right, cause it's two... Right. <laughs> two gaunted bears coming... Uh, he's just... I, there's already, like, a bad thing about wide receivers when they hit the open market very often not performing up to that price tag, and, like, there's a lot of times two of these guys hit the market, and they're, they're just not at that level anymore. Uh, Allen Robinson's past season... I. I don't think that should inspire anyone. The also, the the not not that I'm defending that he was good or anything. The quarterback play in Chicago. Sure, was, the quarterback play was not ideal, but I mean, and also Matt Nagy was his coach. Okay, but like it's it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty bad. His entire career in Chicago, I'm pretty sure he was catching passes from right Mitch Trubisky, and then like the collective. He's had of, bad quarterbacks and Matt Nagy for a lot of that, and it was still like he was putting up great production in this yeah. past year. It's like I'm not interested this year in, in Chicago. That. It felt like they were just like ready to mail it in so that they could get Nagy out of there. I just I I would if I was GM of the team, there's no chance that I'm giving Allen Robinson any kind of long term deal. No shot. Allen Robinson or DJ Chark. Both of them free agents. Neither, I don't. I don't think I would waste money on either. To be honest, I don't. I, would, I, I think I would give Chark a one-year deal over Allen Robinson. Right, but I because it would be neither more, of those guys move me in any direction. Right, and I still want the Eagles to draft a receiver right. too with one of those first-round picks, which allegedly they were uh, at Traylon Burks' entire combine uh, viewing. Which, if that happens, hold me back. Shut up, Mark. Zoom off because Traylon Burks would be amazing with Devontae Smith. Um, but yeah, Carson Wentz is back in the NFC East. That that trade, I mean, shout out to us for inducting the, the pick, conveying as a first-round pick. I can't wait to see who we draft with that pick now. I think it's pick 16 um, because they traded Carson Wentz 
before we could use that pick to draft somebody. That's an even more hysterical aspect of this. <laughs> they got rid of Carson Wentz before the Eagles could even use the draft pick. <laughs> I just I I'm I'm really struggling to see what Washington sees here. That's it. I Ron Rivera is gonna punch Carson Wentz in the face. I think. Like, what are they? Did you see their Super Bowl odds went from plus five thousand to plus seventy five hundred as well? Poor this Terry McLaurin, dude. Man, that guy just can't. Him and Antonio break, Gibson are just stuck in a hellscape. It's tough, man. Very tough. Tough scenes. Darius Slay's got to be licking his lips, knowing that <laughs> he's gonna have Carson Wentz throwing him the ball a ton. I just I, I can't NFL wrap my head around it. I really can't wrap my head around it. It's just bizarre. And then, uh, I mean, doesn't look like Devontae Smith or Devontae Adams is going to be available. No. Chris Godwin not going to be available. Uh, Mike Williams gets the bag from the Chargers. So, Eagles got to draft a receiver because there's not going to be much out there on the free agent market. Um, like we said at the top of the show, though, according to Bob Nightingale, another week of baseball games canceled, Matt. And I'm just so over it. Like, last night I was up because I'm off from my day job on Wednesdays. And I was just, like, scrolling Twitter and was like, oh, they're, like, going into the night to, like, really hash this out and and work on a deal. And then today it's just like, all right, we're just going to stop and we're going to cancel another week. Games will reconvey, blah, blah, blah. I The only thing I think the players have wrong in this whole thing, I don't know if you saw the proposal with the playoffs that apparently Max Scherzer is like trying to push to the forefront. The players have proposed a 14 team playoff Mm -hmm. and then ghost wins for division winners. So like the opening round of the playoffs would be a five game series, but the division winners in those, in that wild card round start the series up one zero i thought the players didn't want the 14 team expansion and were cool with the 12 i thought it was i saw them come down on the 12 because they couldn't reach an agreement on 14 but apparently scherzer like was the guy backing the 14 team playoff plus the ghost win thing and then the owners were like no we don't i I thought the um i thought the MLB wanted 14 playoff teams and the players were like 12 is where we're leaving it at that's stupid like you listen you get like Home field 14 advantage. also seems like just like stupid. We're letting the whole league in at that point. I think 12 is good. I've always thought that baseball is stupid with how little like teams make in. Mm-hmm. I just like I get it, but like 12 is fine. Here's the thing: like six from so, each so much about baseball is written in a time when it was like 1957, right. and like teams like had to <laughs> take the buses to games. <laughs> like, Guys were flying back from Korea to yeah, play. Like it's just come on. We're not in that era anymore. Like four teams should not be in the playoffs. That's no. stupid. 12 I'm cool with because it's six from each league. It's right. an even number, and it, it still gives there's still like that an ex- advantage exclusivity. For taking, right. There's still an advantage, and there's still like the the primary focus is still like doing well in the regular season. Right. Grant you access. But it's stupid if you're in a tough division. If there's three good teams in your division, and we've seen this, it's you can't make the it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> and some team that won twenty games less than you gets to walk in because it's just it's stupid. Yeah. There, there should I, I I think like for me, playoffs like let them in. There's I I think there's the issue now with the international draft is like the new crux. Yeah. Which I'm not sure what the complaint is. Um so it's exactly like I know like especially uh 
David Ortiz was like very insensitive very about this. It. Uh, Which that, I reading why he was against it makes sense. Right, but I'm not sure why the volunteers and stuff still aren't going to be a part of the system. Right. It seems like there's like a we like train you and we get a kickback of that money kind of mm-hmm. deal going on and that they're like worried on missing out on that or there's there's a lack of infrastructure. I don't I'm not going to pretend like I'm well versed in that, but yeah. That seems like a weird and it, weird the trade-off program. is to eliminate uh like compensatory picks for free agent signings. Again, the whole podcast hosted by Steve McAvoy and John Mavalia. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at get in the whole pod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content, keeping you up to date on the world of golf, releasing weekly, a part of the underground sports, Philadelphia family of podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite shows. So, like, when you lose a, a marquee free agent, the team that signs them loses a draft pick that then goes to the team that that player came from. Right. Uh, which most recently happened with the Phillies with, obviously, Zach Wheeler, Bryce Harper, and everything like that. But that's what this international draft would kind of replace is, like, the compensatory stuff would go away. You'd get an international draft. And David Ortiz is probably the most prominent retired player right now just like in the in the spotlight of everything where like everyone has a lot of respect for david ortiz he's big in the international game and he's one of those guys that came from the dominican republic that you know made his way to the major leagues and everything and i think the biggest concern he had i think jeff passan tweeted it yeah i I, that's what i saw and he was he was making the point that it's not about him it's about like the the kids now and like not being able to have access to like the draft they're not having access to the game itself and that it keeps you know like it keeps kids off the streets it, it gives them something to focus on and work towards and um you know but that by the, this draft would like damage that i'm just not sure what that link between having the draft and kids not playing baseball in the dominican i like i just i guess i'm just unclear on what that link is exactly i was like looking around to try and find an explanation for why the international draft would be so harmful Mm-hmm. to that i'm like willing to hear like the the reason why and like they know like obviously david ortiz is going to know that better than i do i just right. if it did not feel clear to me how exactly it's harmful because to me it almost feels the opposite yeah and it's like but i i don't know i there, there must be some hang up there there must be some infrastructure thing that just that you know he was essentially saying they need more time that this can't happen right now that it could happen in the future but they need like you know, two or three years to, to build up to that point. Um, and that's what one thing in this article that he says, too, is, like, taking time that makes it make more sense. Like, it can't just be like, oh, we're going to implement it this right. year and, and make it happen. Like, Fair enough. Um, it's just weird. That you, like, sometimes these things go off the rails a little bit and get, like, <laughs> blocked by the most random of... Uh, like, this was not an issue three days ago as far as i'm aware like yeah now all of a sudden like the international draft is like the linchpin to this <laughs> to this uh and i also this, and this ending the one thing he brings up too is like if you do a draft in the united states like you have sport choices where like in the u.s kids can play football they can play right. basketball they can play baseball they don't have that in the dominican republic where it's like baseball is your one way to like make it out if you're gonna play a sport so that's another thing that he 
brought to the forefront with that. It's like, you know, there's not a lot of options for kids to like make it out of the Dominican unless they're playing baseball athletic wise. Yeah. Which I mean if David Ortiz wants to come on podcast and let us know the the rights and wrongs about it, like feel free. Um love us some big poppy. But yeah, it it is weird that like this is the thing that pops up you all know, of a sudden now. All of a like sudden the, that's uh, the issue. Right. So now games canceled through April thirteenth, so the first three weeks <sighs> of the season canceled. I mean Great. who knows when we're gonna see baseball again. But that's why we have Survivor, Matt. Yes. Our buffs and Snuffs Survivor segment brought to you by our pals over at Pickup. You guys can go to playpickup.com. Start playing the hottest headlines in sports, including the Ben Simmons trivia prop that is on their website. Now you rack up points on your fan profile, cash them in for prizes, go to playpickup.com. Survivor Season 42, Matt, it is here. We are ready. Uh, We went through the cast last week. Uh, We obviously, I'm playing Fantasy Survivor for the very first time this year. Welcome. Um, So we'll see how that goes for me. Um two-hour episode tonight to kick things off and apparently this season from all the tweets from the official survivor account and everything is that this season's going to be even more grueling and daunting on the castaways than it was last season i do think they they didn't quite focus on the uh the physical stuff as much like like last year, I feel like there's been seasons, even like recent seasons, I'm not even talking, you know, go way back to you know, like the first five or six where people were like actually wasting away mm-hmm. <laughs> and you could like really see that. Um, you know, even like in like the past like nine or ten seasons, you've had times where like just the conditions and the environment have really like destroyed people. I, I feel like you didn't see that as much last year. I feel like that wasn't a focus. I think it's. And this is, like, the only thing that worries me about this season is I feel like the cast last season was very good and very strong, pretty much top to bottom. There wasn't, like, someone in there, like, I think we said this a lot when we talked about Survivor last year, like, there wasn't a single person that I was like, oh, they're talking. You know, like, I don't Mm -hmm. care. You know, like, everyone was good. It was one of the best casts across the board. Yeah, like, as far as, like, a new cast, like, I I think it was very well done. And listen, this season could do the same because last year was also, last year, I'm saying, well, technically, yeah, it was last year. Um Last season was the first under the new uh, diversity. diversity initiative, which is great, and you're seeing that again in the cast this season. Um, I feel like some of the blemishes were very nicely covered over yes. <laughs> with the foundation of just like what a strong cast last was. So these this group has a lot to live up to in that aspect, and they could for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I do like that the I kind of I didn't notice the game feeling any different that it was shorter. Um, yeah like those stuffs to that that stuff to me is honestly like maybe to them it affects the game a little bit um but to me like as a viewer i didn't feel any different at all knowing that that the game was i mean significantly shorter too not like Mm -hmm. a few days like two weeks yeah like that's that's big (laughs) yeah it's a big difference day difference um so we went we went through the tribes a couple weeks ago we went through everybody playing this year who did you uh who'd you put your votes on? Ooh, oh, you're asking me for sensitive information. So, uh I play fantasy survivor like this, especially in the early stages. Um this is my tip for you and for any <laughs> for fantasy survivors out there. Um first time through like first episode, I give everyone like 
a vote and then we'll just randomly give someone two votes you know like i'll just do like a vote 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 all the way down and then be like you might get kicked out first you might get kicked out first and that's it and that's honestly how i play like, the first three weeks is like because it can be so chaotic um and especially to like after the first week you really don't there's usually a team or a um a tribe that you didn't really get to see as much of and you don't really know the dynamic of so you still like no clear sense of who's getting voted out and i feel like the first four votes five votes can go any way like the people can get blindsided really easy at the beginning like it's just so hard to tell so i typically early on will just do like the mass voting appeal like just mm -hmm. two votes a person you know you just guarantee yourself some points because it's all about building like early uh early points i would say and you have to hope that you end up i got very lucky last season where i had deshaun and heather so i was just racking up because you get points when your uh your survivors win either individual immunity or if they're on a tribe that wins immunity so i was just you know with those two like they were <laughs> yeah, i was getting left i was right. getting points every week and double the points because they were both on uh uvu luvu i've already forgotten yeah luvu i think um you know they were both on there and just easy 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 points so who uh i have mine locked in of who i think is uh you picked your your final survivor well no who's getting sent home tonight? Oh, let me look let me look and see here at who uh so i didn't uh i can just say like who I had the most I votes on overall. I did kind of similar to your style of yeah, placing one or two votes here and there. So I just I just go through and give everyone. I gave Marianne the most votes. I gave her three on uh I gave her two on Taku, and then yeah, like in no like Jenny, Chanel, Daniel, and Lydia all got two votes for me, and everyone else just got one on that tribe. I gave Jackson, Jonathan, and Marianne two, two, three, and everyone else one. And then Roxroy, Romeo, Tori, and Zach, I gave two, and everyone else won on that tribe. It's all just, yeah, it's all random. Yeah. Would you like to know who my final survivor choice was? Who do you got? I picked Mike. <laughs> I'm locking it in. I and I put him. So did I. At one of my top uh, picks for like my uh, survivor, one of my survivors. Um, yeah, I just. <laughs> that's who i have i have mike winning i'm well. riding i'm riding with my new jersey people that and is, i'm riding with the firemen i'm just doing it that's two uh two seasons in a row now that you and i are on the same page we went to sean last year listen and you know what and mike is our pick this year i respect it i'm i'm curious to see who i end up with yeah it should be interesting i've never played before so we'll see how looking forward to it it goes down uh two hour season premiere and every wednesday now until uh, this season comes to a close. We will have our Buffs and Snuffs segment. Uh, so follow at Buffs and Snuffs on Twitter. We typically try to live tweet uh, the episode with everything going down in real time. Had a nice little viral tweet on the account too uh, with the two-time playing back-to-back -back Amanda. Um, and obviously not winning, but we... Uh, we're back this week, and shout out to No Context Survivor for that one. <laughs> um, one of the most underrated, underrated survivors of all time. Just shout out to Amanda. Unreal. It would be awesome if she played again, but I know she's on the record saying she will never play again. Um, Respect. Don't blame her. Don't blame her at all for everything that she had. I to don't blame back to back. I seasons. don't blame anyone for not returning. <laughs> <laughs> 
if if someone's like you know what i'm good (laughs) yeah i'm good on uh on starving for three weeks (laughs) so uh we are gonna go catch the season premiere of season 42 of survivor follow along with us at buffs and snuffs at underground phi on twitter and instagram follow matt at matt castarina follow me at kbizzl311 uh next week we should have two pretty awesome new sponsors to announce uh, a little teaser there for everybody so get ready for that pretty awesome companies that are coming on board with us that i'm very excited about um and also for everybody out there that listens to our golf podcast get in the hole we are doing a huge weekend here in vineland uh for the week of the masters sunday april 10th sunday of the masters we will be at the double eagle uh saloon for master sunday we're going to do a live stream watch along our guys steven mcavoy john mavalia they're coming down from long island hanging out gonna live stream all of master sunday from the double eagle and then monday morning april 11th uh the grand reopening of eastland golf course with their newly gazillion dollar renovation that they have uh have done now it's nine holes instead of 18 at eastland uh, but I was talking to Rob Bono last week. Instead of only being able to really use three clubs that you can kind of just, you know, mosey on through the course with, you can use every club in the bag. Um, we are going to be there doing live podcasts, playing the course, you know, breaking down all the holes. The guys are going to play. And allegedly, Matt Dick Vermeil is going to be there. So, the Dick Vermeil. You have to say, like, newly the inducted, Ohio State. <laughs> newly inducted Hall of Famer, Dick Vermeil. So. Uh, April 11th, April 10th, we will be all over Eastland Golf Course. So if you're in the area, come on out, hang out. It's going to be a ton of fun. Very much looking forward to it. Uh, so spread that word as much as possible. We want to see as many people out there on the course to uh, celebrate the grand reopening. They've been, they haven't had the course open for two years almost. Uh, so definitely come on out. It should be an absolutely awesome time. Great way to kick off the spring. And, uh, of course, like I said, follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Castorino. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Check out our website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. Subscribe to the podcast feeds, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Give us your survivor winner. Let us know how you feel about this Carson Wentz trade. Uh, you know, what you would do if you're going to uh, go watch Ben Simmons sit on the bench. All that good stuff on the Apple Podcast reviews. And uh, we'll read them on the show if you leave them. So five stars only because we have standards. We know you do too. And subscribe to the YouTube channel, Underground Sports Philadelphia. Just search it on YouTube. 29 subscribers away from you guys getting full video episodes of all your favorite Underground Sports podcasts on our YouTube channel. So go subscribe uh, and spread the word about our our YouTube channel. And, of course, twitch.tv slash PHI. Should have some new gaming content coming very, very soon as well over the next couple of months. So stay tuned for that. And a uh, big thank you to our sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro, Foot Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Mark Ronchetti, CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And, of course, Tomahawk Shades, best small batch eyewear in the game. I'm going to be rocking my Tomahawk Shades when we're at Eastland for our Masters event. So go to TomahawkShades.com. Get ready for the spring and summer and use our code USP at checkout for 25% off your entire order at TomahawkShades.com. And Kenwood Beer, 
go to kenwoodbeer.com and use the Kenny tracker to see who's got Kenwood beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. You got to be 21 or older to do so. And of course, please drink responsibly. This has been Underground Sports Philadelphia episode number 410. For Matt, I'm KB. And until next week, we are signing off. The tribe has spoken. Peace.